This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Well, it's a start. There's a bit of rain out right now in Regina, downtown Regina. Anyway, it's very small and minor, but at least it's a start and the weather is cooler. Well, today we take an in-depth look at grain markets with FarmLink Marketing Solutions Senior Analyst Neil Townsend. We have a two-part feature. Real Agriculture looks at the cabbage seed pod weevil. We talk with Rick Omochenko, who has set up a new farm consulting service on crop claims from hail and drought this summer. We also have a feature on the importance of monitoring water quality on the farm. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A grain market analyst says weather is a key factor in grain markets this month. Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says wheat could rise another $1 a bushel or more and canola could jump to $1,000 a ton from the current $915 on the futures market. It's pretty electric in Canada for sure. Uh, unfortunately, due to you know prolonged and and quite devastating drought-like conditions over you know big parts of the western Canadian prairie. So you know we've seen uh, crops that are being produced in western Canada and also the northern plains like North Dakota and Montana. Those crops have had a lot of uh, upside to them because production prospects are really deteriorating. So that would include like canola, spring wheat, uh, some of the pulses, uh, you know barley, oats, um, you know some of the special crops as well. Can you say how much upside there is at this stage? Well, I mean, I, I think there's more. Uh, as always, we have to be concerned about, you know, elasticity or, you know, the amount that people can substitute for other things. I mean, uh, I think with canola, there's, uh, you know, a lot of canola is produced in such a, a manner, especially the oil where, you know, the reason why people are using it is because it is canola and they're making front of the box health claims about it. So people, you know, want, you know, if you're producing something and you have a advertisement on the front of your box that has canola oil in it, well, it better have canola oil in it, right? We're going to test those theories because, I mean, the, the you know, the crop is just getting smaller and smaller, it seems. The 7- to 10-day forecast here is quite negative for a lot of the regions of Western Canada and uh, also North Dakota and Montana. And uh, the news story today, which is also sort of uh, popping the broader market, is just that now hot and uh, destabilizing weather is moving into uh, the Corn Belt. And uh, people are worried that, uh, you know, the corn might be hurt. Now, the corn is not going to be a disaster in any way, shape, or form. It's going to struggle in places like North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Northwest Iowa. But it's a matter of relativity. And, I mean, it just cannot afford to go from, like, say, a 179.5 bushel per acre, which is the current USDA yield. But if it goes to 175 or 174, so we're talking like a 2 or 3% decline, that would be incredibly bullish. And that's sort of where uh, the numbers are coalescing right now, given the weather forecast and everything. I've got to caution a little bit, like weather can turn around and weather can build some yield back, in particular in the Corn Belt. 
but in Western Canada and North Dakota and Montana and parts of Minnesota, I mean, the game is unfortunately much, much closer to being over than it is to having a pathway to build yield at this point. So your outlook for canola and wheat prices? Well, canola, I mean, I I think we're going to see, I think there's a pathway to $1,000 plus futures. Uh, you know, we're at about 9.15, 9.20 right now as of Friday when we're taping this. Uh, but definitely, I think that, you know, the weather forecast that we have for the next 7 to 10 days in critical areas, including Regina, southern Saskatchewan, uh, southern Alberta, basically most of Manitoba, up to Saskatoon, is, is very negative. It's not something that's going to repair or build yield. So I, I think we're going to see... Uh, November 2021 futures trade above uh, $1,000. Now, at some point, you know, de- demand is going to have a say and to the degree which demand can be, uh, you know, cut. Uh, right now, I would say supply is being cut at a much, much, much faster rate than demand is is fading away. What about wheat? Where is wheat headed? Well, I think we're going to see $10 futures. People will try to deny this. People will try it's not to say it's not going to happen, but you know, it's a devastated crop in North Dakota and Montana. The USDA acknowledged that on their July 12th report, really slashing the yields there. And I think those yield slashes are going to start to happen in Canada more precipitously. Uh, and we're going to see a, a much smaller, tighter crop. Now, remember, uh, farmers planted less spring wheat to begin with, both in Canada and in the northern plains, the U.S. And, you know, the quality of the hard red winter wheat crop wasn't great so people will be looking for spring wheat to blend that up for making products that they make in the u.s and you know we're going to ship a lot more spring wheat down to the u.s because they have a much smaller crop and their demand is not going anywhere so uh, i'm very uh, optimistic that we're going to see a wheat go up by 10 12 15 percent and even more i mean we could really test some sort of historical numbers here of course the rest of the world matters and the rest of the world doesn't quite have the same level of desperation right now. Australia is on track for quite a good crop. The EU has a bounce back crop. Of course, we have to watch carefully. There's been, uh, we're talking about drought in North America and we're talking about like historic floods in Germany. And uh, Germany is one of the parts of the European Union where they really rely on having a a slightly better quality uh, wheat crop that gives them some protein, right? And again, uh, you know, rain at harvest and this kind of stuff is usually not very good for quality. Neil Townsend is the Senior Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Coming up, he discusses pulse crops. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. A grain market analyst says weather is the key factor influencing grain markets this month. Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says wheat futures could reach $10 a bushel and canola $1,000 a ton. He adds the outlook for pulse crops also positive. I think peas have definitely been detrimented quite significantly by the weather. So the, the pea production in Canada is probably at risk right now. Peas have really one offshore market when we talk about yellow peas, that's China. We think China's still going to be in the game buying that. There's a lot of verbiage and uh, posturing coming out of China about, oh, you know, they're not going to need to buy as much. There's absolutely no tangible on-the-street proof of that. So, you know, to make a speculation in the middle of July about what their next 12 months of demand is going to look like in China, 
And again, they're one of those countries where they put out a lot of official numbers, but those official numbers maybe have a discrepancy between the real numbers. So I, I still think yellow peas are going to be demanded by China, maybe not quite to the level that they were last year, but they can't be because Canada simply won't have the supply. So we think pea prices are firming and we think they're going to get higher yet. For lentils, lentils are sort of a desert dryland crop. They are holding up a little bit better than most of the other crops in terms of our observations. That being said, the next five to seven to 10 days, if it, if it is as hot as they say it is and as dry as they say it's going to be, even lentils are going to start to fade back and you know take that top off the off field. The good thing about lentils is that worldwide, every major lentil producer is scheduled to produce a smaller crop year on year, and their trade volumes are expected to be as big, if not bigger, than they were last year. So with Canada with a smaller supply, we're going to see you know continued firming of that market. I should add for pulses and smaller crops, one thing that has been very challenging has been an ex, like, an, a, like an extreme shortage of capacity in terms of containers. And there doesn't seem to be an immediate resolution of that. On the plus side will be like, we're just gonna have a, you know, this is trying to find something positive in a really negative outlook for Western Canada in terms of production, but there's gonna be a lot of extra capacity in Western Canada in 22, in 21, 22 meaning that lentils maybe don't have to always go in a container. They can go in a like a bulk vessel or be bulk transported out to uh, the west or east coast and, and ship that way. And so, you know, we can maybe get around some of the hurdles of, of that. Final thought, though, on pulses and the grains and, and all of them is another challenge for Canada is that, like, ocean freight is rising in price. So, you know, we're going to have higher price products, but also higher price ocean freight. So the consumer at the end of the pipeline, you know, that's where he might balk and say, oh, you know what, this is too expensive for me. How much will pulses go up? I, I would say like at least 10%, maybe more, you know, it's, it's hard to stay with the pulse market because there's so much politics involved. And there's so much sort of, you know, Indian government policy and, and restrictions and baiting restrictions and all those kinds of things. But you know, all of the, the groundwork has been laid for higher prices and 10% might be just the beginning. I mean, it might go as high as 15 to 20% higher than it is right now. But again, a lot of it depends on how resilient demand is. If demand just doesn't have the finances or the money to afford this, it's going to be, uh, that will soften what the price gets to. But there's upside. That's the main takeaway. There's upside. Neil Townsend is the Senior Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. And I have here with me Megan Van Kosky, who is a field crop entomologist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada based in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. How's it going today? It's good. It's good. It's nice to be outside and the sun's shining. Awesome. So we may not be in a canola field, but right in front of you, we have some plants that are in the cabbage family. So uh, we're going to talk about scouting for cabbage seed pod weevil. Now, farmers are on their field and they're looking for the insect. What are they looking for? 
So the best way to look for cabbage seed pod weevil is actually to sweep for them. And so you're gonna find them in the upper canopy of the plant because at this time of year, as the flowers are starting and the buds are coming out, the weevils are gonna be laying eggs into the flowers and into the pods. So you wanna sweep at the level of the foliage and the flowers and then check your net to see if you've got any cabbage seed pod weevil. They're pretty small, they're hard to see, and they like to drop and play dead as well. They're, that's a, a weevil trick. All weevils, if they're disturbed, they'll um, play dead and fall to the ground or fall away from where they are. So the best way to find them is, is with a sweep net. So what time of the day are you going to be looking out for the weevil? Well, everyone kind of has a different opinion. People don't like to sweep when it's wet because it gets their nets wet, so to avoid the morning dew. But at this time of morning in a nice calm day or when it's getting warmer into that like 15 to 20 degree range, they'll be active and, and active in that uh, canopy area. So go out and, and sweep at that time of day. And really all through the afternoon should be fine as well. And time of the year, you said they like flowers. So do you tend to only see them out and about at flowering? So you're going to find the adults as the plants are starting to bolt and as they're starting to flower because again they are looking to lay eggs into the pods or into the developing buds. Um, so when you're looking for adults that's definitely the time. We, we go out to scout fields uh, for the prairie pest monitoring network when plants are or when fields are in that 10 to 20 percent flower range. And damage if you're seeing them feeding what can they actually do to that final yield number? Right so the adults will feed on the foliage so you'll find maybe some chewing damage on the leaves lower down in the canopy but the real damage to the yield comes from the larvae and they're actually going to feed inside the pods so you'd have to be opening up pods to try to find the larvae um, probably not the best use of time <laughs> uh, so you're not going to find the larvae easily but they're the ones who are doing the damage because they're actually eating the developing seeds inside the pod and then at the end of their development they chew a hole to leave the pod and that exit hole weakens the pod so then you can actually have more shatter during harvest and more seed loss during harvest so it's the larval damage that we're really concerned about for yield threshold wise do we have any action or economic thresholds available for the weevil so it, it's based on the sweeping and so the nominal threshold i believe is three to four weevils per per, per sweep um, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, I'll double check my facts. But yeah, so what you want to do is go out and take uh, a certain number of sweep samples throughout a few different locations in your field, say 10 sweeps at at least four to five locations. Count all the weevils that you have in your net and work out how many weevils that is per sweep. And if there's more than three or four, then you want to maybe consider taking action against those adult weevils. Now, you have your Field Heroes t-shirt on, so of course I have to ask, uh, what, what sort of beneficials are available out there for the weevil? That's a really tough question, actually. Um, there are some different parasitoids that are known to attack cabbage seed pod weevil, but they're really not well established here in Canada yet. Uh, there's one in eastern Canada, a parasitoid that's becoming more common and we're kind of hoping that it moves west slowly so that it can have an impact on our populations. Um, aside from that, there could be some predators that would eat the larvae as they fall to the soil and get ready to pupate. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to protect those field heroes because even if they're not eating the cabbage seed pod weevil in your crop, they could be eating other pests in the crop as well. 
This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Infuse some energy into your next corporate event, customer meeting, or conference with Real Ag Radio, Canada's national agriculture radio show. Create a unique experience at your next event with host Sean Haney, broadcasting Real Ag Radio live on Sirius XM, featuring exciting guests, captivating interviews, and the latest news from the agriculture community. Contact advertising at realagriculture.com or call 587-787-1795 to book your on-location with Real Ag Radio today. Apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers this afternoon, 60% chance of showers tonight. Risk of a thunderstorm, local smoke, windy 30, the high today 27, the low 18. Tomorrow partly cloudy with 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm late in the afternoon, local smoke, windy 30, the high 26, the low 15. Wednesday sunny, the high 29, the low 17. Thursday sunny, the high 29, the low 13. Friday sunny, the high 27, the low 13. Saturday, sunny, the high 27, the low 13. Sunday, sunny, the high near 27. Normal high for this date is 26, the normal low is 11. Sun rose at 5.09 this morning, it sets at 9.01 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac in the southern grain belt at 28, the cold spot up north, Jimmy Lake at 13. Esteban, 27. Saskatoon Swift Current, 16. Weyburn, 28. Yorkton is 20. Regina is having some light rain, a thunderstorm this hour. It's 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 4. Humidity 84%, the barometer rising 102.4. Fog in Moose Jaw, 20 degrees. Winds are from the east at 26, gusting to 35. Once again, Regina, thunderstorm and light rain. It's 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Livestock producers in the driest areas are spending time monitoring their water supplies, especially if it's a dugout. Travis Pearden is a provincial livestock feed and extension specialist based in Outlook. Even the dugouts that haven't dried up, like we're, you know, we've seen lots of dugouts that uh, typically water quality is okay, but just with the lack of runoff and then, you know, the extra heat and evaporation, we're seeing quality deteriorating in some of those too. Uh, lots of producers are having to haul water to livestock this summer just to, uh, just so that their animals have, have a safe source. And, you know, some are getting, um, creative and mixing you know some of that poor water with better water so they're not having to haul so much. Producers can get their water tested by dropping off samples at a Ministry of Agriculture regional office or a SAS crop insurance office. Um, if a producer brings a sample into one of our offices we have uh, 
conductivity meters at all the regional services offices so we can do a, um, quickly do a conductivity test which will give us an indication of the quality it won't tell us the exact mineral levels but it'll give us a just an overall indication of the quality and if there might be um, any issues with that water and then from there we can send it off and and get a complete analysis done and know exactly what uh, minerals are present and get a really good idea of what kind of effects that water will have on your animals. Pearden adds some producers are already looking ahead to fall and winter. You know, it's a good time for people to start thinking about uh, winter feeding. You know, um, if they're going to be sure to feed, looking at some alternatives, whether that's finding some strata bale or, uh, you know, getting some, some barley or pellets booked or starting to price those things out would be, uh, would be a good thing to do here before too long. Travis Bearden is a livestock stock and feed extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A new farm service is being offered by the past president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. Rick Omolchenko of Saskatoon is providing information to farmers who want advice on hail and drought loss this summer. He has set up a business called Western Crop Risk Advisors. What I'm doing is I'm helping farmers mitigate risk uh, at the time of claim. So I'm actually assisting them uh, with my 35 years plus years of experience. I'm helping them identify, uh, mitigate, uh, mediate just their crop claims at the time that they're having the adjusters out there from the companies. Just making sure that they get the best possible assessment that they can get. So have you assessed any hail claims yet this summer? Yeah, I've done a couple already. Uh, there was an early, early storm passed through just north, more west of Saskatoon that had some early damage on early plants. We did a claim up, got it assessed, and uh, both farmer and company were very happy and the relationship stayed very concrete. Now you're based in Saskatoon, but how wide is your coverage area? How far do you travel? Yeah, right now I'm focusing on Saskatchewan, uh, mainly like right from one end of the province to the other end, uh, south and north. But I will travel into Alberta and Manitoba, fully a licensed adjuster. And uh, just what I'm offering is just my experience so that the farmers feel comfortable and they can sleep well, that they're getting the best assessment possible. How did someone contact you, Rick? Yeah, they can give me a call, 306-441-0224, or they can go on my uh, website, CropRiskAdvisors.com, and they can get a hold of me there. You just started it up this year. How's business so far? Ah, we're, it's it's steady this year because of the drought conditions and that. There hasn't been no very few hailstorms, but you know, in conditions like this, crops there there could be some situations where they need help. There's a lot of crops out there that aren't looking that good, and every dollar counts. So can you help producers that have drought issues or drought problems? Yeah, you know, that's the that's one of the big things I can offer is my experience in these kind of conditions on do you settle now, do you settle later, uh, is there more going to happen to my crop, is it, you know, is that kind of a fair assessment? And this just gives them, a, you know, my experience will give them that knowledge and, and that base that they can really assure themselves that they're getting the best value for their assessment. And what do you charge? Uh, right now, I'm charging a per acre amount, buck uh, twenty-five a claimed acre. And but there was, you know, earlier on, I was actually charging a retainer 
just to make sure that they get my business because I, you know, I have a feeling that when this gets going and hailstorms start, the guys that paid the retainer was a 25 cent retainer. I've got to go there first, but I'll do my best to get out to everybody I possibly can and help them as much as I can. Rick Omolchenko is the owner of Saskatoon-based Western Crop Risk Advisors. Market update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork, Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more. Visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Durham rose 405 at $340.25. Canola fell 740 at 885.67. One red spring wheat went up 555 at 392.61. The rest unchanged. Feed barley 254.65. Flax 677.94. Lentils 751.50. Oats 216.53. Yellow peas 347.27. Feed wheat 238.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September spring wheat is up one cent at 918 and a quarter cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards for the month of July. A major, major run of cattle here in Swift Current last week with 1,500 head in the and the uh, regular sale on Tuesday, cow market under some pressure. The average 83 and a half straight through. And all the cows, exceptional dry hard cows, 90 to 95. But the bulk of the cows, in that 82 to 85 range. Bull trade still remains strong, 125 on the high. The average of buck 11 straight through. Two-year-old heiferettes from 135 to uh, 142 uh, that's for the handyweight cattle 1000 to 12 1250 some of the heavier cattle in that weight range they might get missed uh, took for a year older so definitely a few of those might slip through the cracks feeder cattle lots of yearlings on offer and some more replacement heifers the straw heifers from black and black baldy heifers from hodgeville weighed 900 on the average uh, traded exceptionally well uh, they would average like $1,560 straight through. And all of those cattle, very brisk market. And uh, certainly some did find their waves back out into the country. So some of them a touch over feeders. But into the feeders, seven and a quarter weight straight load of Angus heifers at 190. Uh, the Hereford heifers weighing seven at 185. Straight load of Hereford heifers at 620 pounds at 199. Very, very strong. 550 weight uh, mixed colored heifers, yearlings, uh, green, bring 208, very strong and active trade. Uh, we do expect some of the uh, uh, wet cows to continue coming in. Could see some calves following their moms right to town. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest pork prices. Ham sold 4,700 hogs Friday. Selling in a range of 242 to 256 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling in a range of 243 to 258 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, July 17th are Oli West 2020 contract, 246.20, Oli West 2021 contract, 249.20, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 238.82, Ham's Cash, 236.82. 
Thunder Creek Burco, 238.93, and High Life Cash and Contract came in at $254.89 per CKG. Hemp's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 13 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2593. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.40 cents US. U.S. cash markets finished last week with significant pressure on hogs that were sold on a negotiated basis. While the week's hog slaughter was estimated at a relatively small 2.268 million head, packers are unwilling to add hours to their Saturday slaughter and forced a trend change on the price of uncommitted hogs. Coming up, the Resource Report. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The Saskatchewan Public Safety Agency is lifting the provincial fire ban put in place since July 2nd. The ban has applied to all Crown lands, provincial parks and the Northern Administration District. The ban is being lifted due to recent rainfall and cooler weather. Some municipalities continue to experience a high fire risk and may choose to keep their fire bans in place. The Public Safety Agency encourages all municipalities to examine the fire risk in their area and reminds the public to practice fire safety. The latest fire risk maps and municipal fire ban map is on the internet at www.saskatchewan.ca slash fire. It shows 158 rural municipalities with fire bans, including most of the western third of the Grain Belt, across the northern Grain Belt, in the northeast, and a few near the U.S. border. On the markets, the TSX is down 329 points at 19,656. The Dow has fallen 863 points at 33,824. Oil is down $5.41 at 66.15 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 94 hundredths of a cent at 78.30 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.